It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? You look like a short, fat slut. Paula? He put his wiener in my mouth. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. It is The Ugly Truth. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Ugh. Ugh. Hello. Happy Sunday. Well, I mean, I don't know when you people are listening to it, but we were recording this not even on a Sunday, actually. <laughs> There's nothing Sunday other than that's the launch day. I don't know why we even say the days. Well, because when they listen, it's Sunday. No. Will you assume everyone listens on Sunday? I don't think they do. Well... I think a lot of people listen whenever they feel like it, whenever they have time. But anyway, welcome to the Ugly Truth. <laughs> Whatever day you're listening, happy. Happy day. <laughs> happy day. <laughs> happy day you're listening. Okay, well, we'll just get right into it. Big news day in our town, but also <laughs> I talked to our mom for three hours yesterday. I'm, that doesn't surprise me. I saw you posted <laughs> about talking to our mom about this uh big news story so yes well what okay so i'm a terrible daughter i have not spoken to our mother in over a month and you're a bad daughter too because you haven't talked to our mother in probably more than a month as well correct oh god it's probably been six months i don't know No, it hasn't been that. the last time i talked to mom was when we had dinner at your house so four months maybe yeah i I can send her an email Yes. Well, she said, it's so nice to hear from you. I never hear from my children. I'm like, well, I don't know what to say other than, you know, no one's good to each other in this family when it comes to communication. That's pretty much it. Right. True. It's not that we hate each other. We just aren't very good at communicating. And that's the truth. We're all hung up on our own shit. Well, yeah. And I told at the end of our three hour discussion, She's like, well, you know, I'm so glad I talked to you. And I go, well, mom, you know, I'm mental. I'm I'm not good at communicating. People who are my friends know that I'm not good at it. I, I get all caught up, like you said, on my own shit. And she's like, well, it does run in the family, I suppose. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it does. Because I'm like, I haven't heard from your ass in a month either, mother. And she's like, I know, it's true. So, I mean, it's we, we all understand that we're nuts. Anyway, so what prompted the phone call was in California, actually the whole state of California, back in the 70s and early 80s, there was a serial rapist slash murderer that went undetected for 40 years, over 40 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was arrested yesterday in our hometown, essentially, on a street that not only did our children have several friends who lived on that street, my friends lived on that street. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's been there for 30 plus years, but that home has been owned by the family for 30 plus years. So he for sure has been living there for at least a decade. So he was arrested for all of these murders. And most people know he was the East Area Rapist. That's what we knew him as. Other cities in the state knew, called him different names. But essentially now he's called the Golden State Killer because of a very compelling book that crime journalist Michelle McNamara wrote about that was released not too long ago, like a couple of, it was released like four months ago, I believe. And although law enforcement never attributes psychics or journalists or private eyes, you know, private detectives who do their own thing, they don't attribute those people to the conclusion of arrest. They absolutely had a huge hand 
and finally getting this asshole off the street. And what's funny is, you know, he's 72 and a long time ago, that would have been old. Now, 72 ain't that old in society. Yeah. He's still quite dangerous. They, in fact, when they arrested him, they waited, they had been, uh, I believe they've been, they had been watching him for a few days and they waited till he came outside of his house to arrest him. They they knew that if they had gone in, that it could have been ugly. And so they waited till he came out to arrest him. But I was reading some of the neighbors who surrounded that home and he was not a friendly dude. And he, this one woman said that she found him prowling around at his house once a few years ago. He was in their, their yard and he was like sneaking around. And so she had to put locks on all of her doors because she was afraid. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why didn't you call the cops? Yeah, like, really? that's what I would have done. What's interesting now, it's been 24 hours since the East Area Rapist, as we know it, has been arrested. Uh, when they re- when I woke up yesterday morning and I saw that they had arrested somebody for this serial killer, and he truly changed the, te- the temperature of these sleepy little towns that he was attacking and terrorizing. When we moved up to Sacramento, the suburb of Sacramento, Orangevale, it was a one, literally a one and probably a 10 horse town because no one had cars. They had trucks and horses and the mall didn't exist. The The main thoroughfares now, they're like freeways were one roads, just one way roads. People walk their horses to school. You know, it was a very sleepy, tiny town. And he grew up in towns like this all over Northern California and was terrorizing people all through the 70s and the early 80s. We moved up here in 1976. Mm -hmm. right when he started doing this shit. And I have very vivid memories of our mom begging our father to take us back to the Bay Area. She did not want to live here anymore. She's like, we're, this is, it's dangerous here. There's a man raping and killing people all around us. And I remember so vividly, and I was only seven, but I remember Mm -hmm. it. So when I called her, she got really emotional and we weren't victims of this person, but we uh, we were very close to two of his crime scenes. Very close. When we were, she was reflecting on it, and you know, it's funny how memories start flooding back the more you talk about something. Mm-hmm. And she said that uh, there was our neighborhood was pretty new when we moved up here. Uh, we had a house built in the area in which we lived, and all the homes weren't complete, and all the homes that were built weren't inhabited yet. So there was like. I'd say a 50% were, uh, were occupied. There was a time during that spree near our home where a dog started barking in the middle of the night and it was a viciously loud barking. And then the person woke up and saw someone climbing their fence in the middle of the night. And the next night or the next couple of nights, the rape occurred in the neighborhood next to ours. And... Cops were called, but there's nothing to report because nobody, there was no evidence of anything other than somebody was climbing your fence in the middle of the night. And so after that happened, I mean, there's no innocence anymore. It's like it was Mm -hmm. a time in the 70s, nobody even thought about stuff like that. And people did leave their sliding glass doors open at night. And you didn't worry about your teenagers walking around at 10 o'clock in their own neighborhood on their street, you know, hanging out. Now Mm -hmm. all of that ended. It all ended because of this guy. And he right. was 
a sadist. He was scary evil. Some of the shit he did was bad. So I'm talking to mom about it. I said, she goes, I, I just can't believe they got him. And, and the fact that he was here the whole time is that to me in itself is sadistic that he didn't, he didn't leave, that he stayed. It's so chilling. Well, he had to stay because he was a police officer in Auburn. Well, he got fired from Auburn. Oh, that's right. He got fired from Auburn because he was caught shoplifting. And so and he was he was getting dog repellent and a hammer and he got caught with it and then they fired him and it was he was in the throes of his spree back then. It was in 76 when he was arrested. It was only a matter of time because the DNA technology finally caught up to him and we were, you know, the the law enforcement was able to find him. And I'm so glad. It was funny. I was talking to mom. I said, wouldn't it be weird if they pulled his DNA from like ancestry.com and that's how they found him you know, from some family tree? Right. You know, like some far removed cousin had loaded up their ancestry and they were able to find a partial match and went, oh, shit, this could be a relative. And then they just deduced and they were able to find it. I mean, who knows? But DNA now is so easy to access. It's so easy to get. It's so easy to match. It'll be interesting how they found him, but... It'll be interesting to find out why he stopped, too. Well, and now what's funny is it's like a two-parter. So there's the people like my age and our parents who were afraid and terrified of this man who terrorized his victims even after he was done with them. He would call them. Oh, he would call them. Yeah. Yeah. he He was awful. And then there's the second half of all the people who knew him in the late 80s through now through two days ago where you know they played with his granddaughter or they knew his daughter or they were his neighbor or they sold him the house any now there's like this second life it's so strange and then somebody had was quoted as say as a neighbor saying that he used to scream and yell all the time and use you know he would swear and stuff at at nothing like he couldn't find his keys and so he was like really full of rage all the time and then suddenly those stopped like three or four years ago Hmm. and i told daryl i said if this fucker has alzheimer's i'm gonna be mad (laughs) because that changes everything right you know i mean it's just it would just be the just the worst if that were the the case but i did read that he has a his his arraignment is on friday and so it'll be interesting to see what that you know he's only being charged with capital murder he obviously can't be charged for the rape any of the rapes unless he murdered them as well because there's no statute on murder right anyway i am a little jumpy today because of it even though i know he's no longer because he was the real boogeyman i mean he was the one that we were all afraid of do you remember how our mom would always put sticks in the sliding glass door yeah i still do that it's because of the east area rapist oh i remember our dad installing steel pins at the bottom of our sliding glass door now you don't just install the pin you don't drill a hole and you put a pin through the the sliding glass door you actually lock it in place so they can't peg it out from the outside. And we had those our whole life. Well, you know, after that certain time period. And I'm sure everybody did. And that's the other thing. It's like my my story or my memories of watching my parents afraid is not unique. He terrorized everybody. 
everybody. We were talking about it with friends that I went to high school with. They're like, oh yeah, I remember my parents. They were so afraid. We locked our doors. We weren't allowed to go out after dark. And what was really scary about it is it never, it never ended. It just stopped. Like nobody, everybody would hope, was hoping that he just was in jail and died because he just stopped committing crimes. Right. So it'll be interesting to find out. He was so methodical and so aware of evidence because he was a police officer. I'm guessing he realized that they were figuring out the DNA thing and he stopped. You know, they created that DNA database in California because of him. So it'll be interesting. I don't know if he'll comply, if he'll tell anybody anything, but mom thinks he will because he's going to love all the attention and all the control he has over information. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm glad he's out. I'm glad he's gone for good. I just hope he's I want him to be sound of mind. I want everybody to get their day in court. You know, I I want justice served is what I mean. So but now I ordered the book. Oh, yeah. I ordered the book. Mom wants to read it. I'm going to read it. Now that I know he's not out there, I'm going to read it. Because <laughs> now right. I know he's a, there's a good ending. So, but yeah, it's been quite compelling the last couple of days. And and I told Daryl, I'm like, God, I, I feel like I'm a little obsessed with this. And I go, but, you know, when you have like a real boogeyman in your childhood, you're just like, you can't stop thinking about it, you know. And when you're that close to a crime and, and he went back to that neighborhood again, like a week later, um, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's really terrifying. And so you just never he had no and you know, once he started tying up children to get the mothers compliant, he's capable of anything. Yeah. Anything. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the book. I'm sure it's going to be scary. But knowing that he's not out there anymore will be easy. It'll be easier to digest. Maybe it'll be some kind of closure for you. Well, you know, it's one of those fears that I had as a kid. And I just the other fear I had when I was a kid was the uh, when we had the hostages in Iran. I I was so afraid that we were going to go to war and that they were going to go down our street. I was sure of it. I was sure of it. No, I was terrified of the Night Stalker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another one. But yeah. I was too young for the East. I wasn't even born for the East area rapist. Mom was pregnant with you, which is why she was so afraid, because he targeted pregnant women. Oh. He could, and, and teenagers, because they're more compliant. He can scare them. And so, you know, mom's like, I had night terrors. Your dad didn't know what to do with me. Because she's like, I w- would wake up in the middle of the night screaming. And Aww. yeah, well, I mean, she was, and I didn't realize this. She was only 29. I mean, yeah. she had three kids and pregnant with her fourth at 29 and feeling helpless. So, yeah, yeah. really. I'm kind of sad for Patton Oswalt because he probably feels like he wishes his, you know, passed on wife was still mm-hmm. alive just oh, yeah. so she could be seeing all of this. Yes. You know, for sure. But I mean, I know he's moved on and he's married and everything like that. But right. I'm sure there's an aching for that to his his new wife is also incredibly supportive. She's she's said we will never, ever let their child or Patton will never forget her contribution to this world. It's right. She made it a better place. Her part of it made this a say even tiny. It might be tiny to some, but there are hundreds of families, not to mention the thousands of people who are afraid it's over. 
And it's a weird, surreal feeling, I'm sure. She's very supportive of Michelle McNamara and Patton Oswalt's marriage. and So she's got a healthy viewpoint of... And plus, I mean, she it, it wouldn't matter. I mean, I can't imagine it, but if Daryl's ex-wife did something of this caliber, I would be... Like, you should be proud that we yeah, know this person. Yeah, kind of proud who, in a strange way. Who did this. I mean, that's a really, it's an exceptional accomplishment. And so I think he has said that, that he wishes she could have been here to, to see the fruition of all of her work. But, you know, it still happened. And, and there are witnesses to people who loved her who, who get to see this. And it's right. amazing. So that's good. Now... We get to move on to brighter, sunnier days, I which know. is wonderful for Sacramento. Summer's coming. I know. It's it's literally going to be here. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's cool this week, which is kind of nice because I can still wear jeans. But yes, I am shopping for shorts, which is a, mm-hmm. an embarrassing task. I just hate it. I hate shorts. I feel like all I want to do is I'd rather wear sundresses all day than wear shorts. I think shorts look bad. On I me. like sundresses too, but they give me that pregnant look. Oh, so <laughs> I just don't like because I have skinny arms and skinny legs. Mm. And so and then I just have this belly and I'm like, God forbid if someone walks up to me and asks me what I'm doing. Oh, my I'll God. Punch him in the face. For real. So my relationship with shorts is it's like a bad boyfriend it's like they look cute and then you so you buy into them and then you put them on you're like what was i thinking like why did i do this to myself i'm punishing my body why i really want to stick with sundresses and i don't even like skirts all that much in the summer i kind of like sundresses i'm with you though you definitely have to be picky about what you're wearing and, you know, those drapey sundresses, those little festival drapey sundresses, mm-hmm. they look good when you're six feet tall and 110 pounds. Right. But when you're short, <laughs> you look like a short, fat slut. Basically. They're not attractive. You look like a pinata. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. They're like, oh, well, this is a look. This is a nice square look you've got going. I know. I was so, well, I told you that I went to Old Navy the other day. Yes. I was looking through their shorts and I just needed one size bigger, but I had to go through like a huge stack of like size zeros and sixes. And I'm just like, (laughs) does, I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm not this size anymore. Jeez. And so I had to go like to the bottom where the table starts. And then they didn't even have a size. So I was like sweating, trying to lift all these shorts. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm I'm like, I don't even need these that bad. And so the two shirts I had, I just hung them up and I left (laughs) because I was mad. You know what? Whenever I go to old, I I went to Old Navy the other day because I was trying to find some shirts for Kenzie to wear for her new job. But she's uh, working in pastry. And so Mm -hmm. she needs a very specific cut of shirt. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to spend 30 bucks a shirt on something she's going to destroy in the in a kitchen. So I was going to Old Navy. And of course, every when you walk into an Old Navy, you think, oh, they have so many things. And then you get into it. and You're like, they've got nothing. It's yeah. all shit. It's not ever. It's never good. And you're digging through. And whenever I go through like you did where I'm looking through pants or shirts and they have extra, extra small or extra, extra, extra large. And that's it. They don't have anything Everything looks cute at that size. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so unless you're 
the size of Olivia, who's a nine-year-old, right. or, you're the, or you're the size of John Goodman. There's nothing in between available. And it's, I'm like, why do we even do this? Like, what's the point? I come in here, and which is, again, why I enjoy shopping online, because at least I can find the size that I need. You know, yes, I'm an average person. I don't need teeny tiny or super huge. I need something in between, you know? Mm-hmm. With that being said, I go through this every year where I think, okay, it's April. Next month, it's going to be 95 degrees every day because that's how the valley is. Mm-hmm. And I want to see if I can tighten things up a bit before I buy clothes. So I go through this every year. Where I'm like, this is it. This is the week. I'm going to lose the last five pounds before I buy myself new clothes. Well, that never happens mm-hmm. because life. But I always try to find a quick fix to lose the last five pounds from whatever. I'm going to die with the with the last five pounds. I'm never going to lose the last five pounds. It's not possible. Uh, to the behest of my doctor, it's never happening. I'll try, but it's just I don't see it happening. So you, I buy into all. Now, it used to be I would try diet pills or I would starve myself or I would try the the weird concoctions to burn fat, which are, which do not work, by the way. I remember one time I was watching, I was watching a, like a Good Morning America. This was like forever ago, like 15 years ago. And Hector Elizondo was on. And they were saying, well, what do you do to lose weight for a movie? And he said, I drink, uh, I drink room temperature water because cold water freezes the fat in your stomach in your intestines and you want it to like be able to come out so i use i drink warm or or war- warm or room temperature water only and i went well that that really makes sense doesn't it and i believed it and that's going to just ev- eviscerate all the fat in my intestines yeah so i won't be bloated but if i drink ice cold water it won't work isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life i've never heard i've never <sighs> I think he was joking, by the way. I don't think he was legit. <laughs> like he was being legitimate about it. it was I mean, those, those people questions. are already thin anyway. So they look like they're from the 1800s. They're so tiny, you know, probably got typhoid or something. What, what do I do? <laughs> well, I go and lick my baby's face yes. and try and get whatever bacteria I can. <laughs> Well, I uh, I order a tapeworm once a year before <laughs> award season. I eat it and then hope to God I don't die. But at least I'll lose 10 pounds so that I can fit into my size zero couture. No wonder their feet look so big. <laughs> right? What? Because those don't shrink. You're a size eight no matter what. Right. I've done the diet pills and I just looked like an alcoholic because my hands were shaking so bad. <laughs> I did the diet pills for a while and I did lose weight. But I also felt like I was on cocaine always. And ultimately, I was at work and I was having what I thought was a heart attack. <laughs> God. I went to the doctor and I said, I've got to get out of here. They're like, what's the matter? I'm like, I think I'm having a heart attack. They're like, oh, my God, what? You're you're 24. I'm like, I know. So I went and they're like, you're not having a heart attack, but you you seem to be having some kind of anxiety attack. And I said, are you sure? And they're like, well, what are you, what have you eaten? What are you doing? So I showed them the diet pills and they're like, these are like illegal now. You can't even take these anymore. And I said, but I got them at the health food store. I got them at like a GNC or something. Yeah. These are illegal. These have things that are, you're not even allowed to have. They're, I'm like, it's a Chinese herb. And they're like, no. So I stopped because they said, you can give yourself a heart attack if you continue taking these. Jeez. So I said, all right, fine. And I was really bummed because they worked. 
Oh. But I'm like, well, do I want to die at 25 or do I want to be just, you know, I just can't lose weight as quickly. I decided to go ahead and let the pills go. Yeah. So I I let them go. It was disappointing. And I thought, well, maybe I could just do cocaine. You know, maybe I could just have that every Friday or every day. But no, I'm not. I can't put anything up my nose. The only time I lost 10 pounds successfully Mm. was when I was doing Weight Watchers. But I I was starving the whole time. Yes. Like, I know. I was just starving the whole time. Like, once you eat your allotted, you know, troughs yes. of food, you're just like, I just want a little more. I'm Can hungry. I just get a cracker? Girl, just let it sit. Drink a big glass of water. I'm like, you drink a big glass of water. I'm hungry. I did Weight Watchers once, where the, the kind where you literally go to get weighed and sit at a meeting and no. talk about how you don't need cheese. <laughs> and... <laughs> She did. The lady was like, I'm a success story and you do not need cheese. And I'm like, I, I'm like, okay. That's bullshit. <laughs> and so I sat there going, I don't belong here, but I really want to lose weight. So I'm just going to have to deal with it. Because back in the old days, you had to buy your food at the Weight Watchers place. They, you couldn't even get it at the grocery store and you couldn't order it online yet. Oh. And so you, you had to go to the place and buy all your shit for the week. And then go sit through a meeting. And then I remember, you know, you have to wait in line and get weighed and stuff. In front of everyone. Yes. I did this for like three months. Oh, my now, God. I did lose weight. I lost 18 pounds, which wow. is. But I had just had I just had Malia. It was almost like I, it's hard to tell. Did I lose weight because of Weight Watchers or because I had just had a baby and my body was going back to normal? I can't tell. Well, that's true. And by the way, the food, I hated it. Very soon after, I'd say a couple years later, I said, you know what? Weight Watchers did work, so I'll try it again. But this time, everything was digital. You could get an app. You could go online. You didn't have to join. You didn't have to go to the place and get weighed anymore. It was all kind of like, you control how you want to do Weight Watchers. And you eat your own food. You can eat your own food. Yeah, and, and that's were, the one that I did. Yeah, and they're selling it at the grocery store now if you want to buy the little frozen meals and stuff. Yeah. So I did that one, and I did lose uh, 12 pounds, and I never gained it back, which was, I've never had a problem regaining weight. It's just losing it. I have a hard time losing it. And so, uh, and I'm sure, you know, there's always things you can do to be better as as far as losing weight goes. But uh, one of the big things that helped, though, is I got an elliptical. Oh, yeah. That thing is barely hanging on. I've had it for a decade, and I still use it every couple of days to get to do cardio but you know like I've told you I'm into yoga now so I and I I don't go to the classes I'm not doing the classes do not suggest any classes do not suggest an instructor it's not happening I'm not doing hot yoga no it's not my religion I'm just but I'm really good at stretching and doing the poses and I I'm doing good on my own I watch it you know I I do it and I watch HBO shows or something. So just leave me alone. But I was thinking about it when we, you and I were kind of talking about how summer's coming, all of the trends that our mom all the way through us have done for exercise. Because we really want to be active, but we just are, we, we, we get bored so quickly I think is why we go, we burn through all these trends, you know, Weight Watchers, you know, like when I was, da- I was dating a guy who was pretty big and I somehow convinced him to do, uh, what was the one I did? Jenny Craig. Oh yeah. We did that for like six months, which is a long time. And then he started cheating 
in every aspect of our life. And so it was a joke. <laughs> you know, I'm like, why are we doing the shitty tofu turkey for Thanksgiving if you're if you're just going to your mom's to eat real stuffing and then you're going to bang that girl you met at the hardware store and drink a giant gallon of beer? What are we doing? Like, it, this is dumb, you know, so it oh didn't work God. out is what I'm saying. But I remember when we were kids, our mom was all about, well, maybe this will maybe this will be the thing. And so she bought the mini trampoline <laughs> that we did in front of the TV. We just played u- with it. Yeah, we ultimately, I, first of all, I never once witnessed our mother get on that thing. <laughs> did you? Did not you ever in front of anyone, no. No. So whether she did it or not, I'm unaware. <laughs> but I, I would think that she would have rolled her ankle almost immediately. Because that's who we are. We're awkward people. So who knows? Well, she would have had to dress up in order to get on it. <laughs> she would have had know. to worn exercise clothes. <laughs> Put on some white socks. I'm fairly certain we had some form of the shake weight <laughs> at some point. God. Do you remember that thing? No. You, well, the shake weight is the thing that you hold and it looks like you're jacking a guy off. Yes. We had a something like that in our life at some point. And we also always had the little uh, five pound bar, the little five pound weights. Yes, I remember those. There were always, we always had those. And then, I don't know about you, but I did, I got in, well, okay. Daryl is like our mother. He has no interest in exercise. He hates it. He hates exercising all the time. He he always says he wants to go running, but he never does. He always says he's going to take the dog for a walk, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to exercise. He hates it. I don't blame him. It sucks. Exercising's terrible, but I don't want to die of heart disease, so I do it. He bought the whole P90X. He paid wow. almost $200 when it was the fir- when it was the thing. He bought it and he bought all of it. Like the, we got this huge box and I said you're going to do this on. He goes, "Yep, this is it for me." I'm like, "Okay." He did it for like 30 minutes and he ended up giving it to a friend. <laughs> He hated it. He hated it. He's like, this is really hard. I'm like, no shit. It is hard. That's why they call it P90. I don't know. Whatever. After that one came, there was something called intensity. I think I was like, it was another middle of the night purchase. And (laughs) I bought that. And I did it for like three days. And then I just put it in the bookshelf. And well, that's good. That's that's something. You know, what's worse is when you have a TV, just one TV in the house, hmm. and you're trying to exercise in front of your family. And that's why I feel bad for <sighs> mom, because yeah. we would just we would just make fun of her <laughs> relentlessly. I know, we did. <laughs> and so I don't blame her for not wanting to exercise. And it's the same thing with me when I'm exercising. The kids are just like laughing hysterically, you know, and Victor's trying not to look at me, you know, so as to be encouraging, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Yes. But um, and then the kids try and do the exercises with me and then it just becomes like a thing. And I'm just like, you know what? Screw this. This is not what I had in mind (laughs) when I wanted to do this thing. There was a time period. I wasn't doing Weight Watchers yet, but I, I had gained some weight and my friend in L.A., was having a birthday weekend and she invited me. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go. Well, her idea of a birthday party 
at the time was we were all going to take pole dancing classes. <laughs> and so I said, oh, that sounds fun. It was the big trend. There was a celebrity at the time who was really into it. It was like the S something, S factor or something like that. And so all these pole dancing gyms were popping up all over L.A. as the new exercise thing and the new trend to, to get in shape. And not only will you get in shape, your core will be strong and you will feel like a sexual being and everybody benefits if you're sexy. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go and and I'm like, well, what are we what are we supposed to wear? They're like, well, you've definitely got to bring stripper shoes, but you also need to wear like workout clothes. And I went, okay, cool. So we go in our workout clothes and we ended up having to do, you know, we all had our own pole. And I remember immediately turning to my friend going, they wash these, right? Like these aren't, these are sanitary because if this is anything like a gym, you know, the other person's responsible for cleaning the equipment before the next person comes in. Is that something that we do here? I have no idea. It looked like a dance, like a room where you learn how to do ballet, but there's poles everywhere. Right. We had to learn a whole routine. And I thought, well, you know what? I can I can dance. I have rhythm. I'm mm-hmm. not uncoordinated, so I should be able to handle this. That's what I thought too. Pole dancing <laughs> is not dancing. No. It is nothing like that. So then on top of it, on these hard ass wood floors, you have to crawl sexily <laughs> to a chair. <laughs> and then on top of it, you've got to do it in front of the whole class. Yeah, you're not doing it as a group. And so when I did it, I felt like a very hungry caterpillar slobbing my way all the way to a chair. (laughs) And when I was finished, (laughs) when I was finished and I looked, everybody in the class had no expression whatsoever. And the teacher's like, well, okay, good job. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the bad student in this class. I can't slink to a chair. It was the worst. Did you do pole dancing? I did take a pole dancing class. One of my friends, I think she had like a group on or something like that. And she invited me to go with her. And so I thought the same thing. I'm like, I've got rhythm. I can, you know, move. And so (laughs) when I get to that pole, though, they have us do that like slide back thing where you like slide down the back and everything. And then I'm like, I'm like, you know sliding down the back and i'm like this is uh this is not how i imagined it you know and then Mm -hmm. those heels are just clanking everywhere they're like no clunk 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 yeah i'm fairly certain that i scratched myself with my platforms you know we all learned our little routine of like the various dance moves that you have to do and then we did have to do some sort of sexy walk down into a crawl. And I've never felt so unsexy in my life because I it was hated forced. It. it was like a forced move. The only time yeah. I've ever crawled sexily is when I was having sex. <laughs> well, that and or I remember once, I mean, or if you're really intoxicated and you're trying to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> Like, that's the only time I'm crawling. Yeah, no, the one time that I crawled, I literally crawled. I was wearing a dress. It was flipped (laughs) up and my butt was hanging out. And then he walked up behind me. I squatted down. I tilted my head back and then he put his wiener in my mouth. Oh, that's nice. How ladylike. (laughs) It was very ladylike. But that's what I'm saying. 
but not in a not in a gym <laughs> obviously that was a sexy crawl so obviously had i done the pole dancing one probably not the same outcome he'd be like well this is something are you ill are you all right what what are you what are you doing <laughs> yeah exactly it's not it's I don't know what the next trend for exercise will be, but I'm sure that one of us will go, well, let's try it. You never know. <laughs> I really think it's because we get we get bored very quickly. And so we move on to something new and exciting going, well, maybe this will be the thing. You know, maybe this will be the thing that makes me lose the last five pounds. Who knows? Anyway. All right. Well, <clears throat> whatever we decide, hopefully we we will be prepared for our ugly summer shorts. And our dresses that make us look pregnant (laughs) this summer. But we should also do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Yes. Sometimes in the morning when the kids are getting ready for school and Victor has the day off, he and I will take the dogs outside, we'll drink our coffee, and we'll just chit-chat. Sure. And then, you know, we'll just talk, etc. And so I looked at the clock and, you know, sometimes he takes the kids to school, sometimes I take the kids to school, it doesn't really matter. And so I'm like, well, I'm like, I better get uh, take the kids to school. I'm like, are, are you coming in? He's like, no, I'll come in in a minute. Mm. I'm like, OK. So I shut the screen door or the sliding glass door. And then I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. It's time to, you know, time to leave for school. Mm. So we're dr- driving and I get, I don't know, maybe like a mile from the house. And then my car starts ringing and I'm like, hello. And Victor's just like, did you forget something? And I'm like, no. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, "Uh, I've got my cell phone. I'm just taking the kids to school. What could I possibly forget? He's all, did you lock the back door? (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm just like, did I? And he's just like, yep. He's all the dogs and I are out here in the back patio (gasps) waiting for you. You Um, locked him out of the house? (laughs) Locked him out of the house. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, I'll be home in a minute. And so I dropped the kids off, came back home. (laughs) And um, apparently Pablo was inside. He came in with me because. Oh, because he wants to be in your skin. He doesn't like to be cold. Mm. And so then I unlocked the back door and I'm like, sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) Oops. That's funny, Paula. I locked him outside and there's and uh, if you're outside and locked out, there's no way to get inside the house. Yeah, it's it's a fortress. And you know what? And it's like whenever you get locked out of a house, it's always the one time that everyone locked and latched every door, every window, every deadbolt. There's literally no way in. I mean, there's it's just ironclad. There's no way Mm -hmm. to get inside our house. So anyways, I locked Victor outside of the house in the morning. So luckily you weren't running off to a nine to fiver. Oh, my God. That would (laughs) he would have been screwed if I had. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he would have done. Well, he would have had to have come back. I would have had to figure something out. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. Okay, so I play world of warcraft as you know yes i have been playing with the same a a collective group of people off and on for five or six years that's how long i've been playing doesn't mean i'm really good at it but just like guys with their xbox and their call of duty or whatever they play they play with the same guys for years it's just one of those things and that's kind of how i feel about world of warcraft 
is it's my way of, of escaping. It's my video game. And that's just the way it is. And I'll play until it's not appropriate anymore, whenever that is. So some of these people that I'm friends with now on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, um, I've met one, but there were a couple, a brother and a sister that I play with, and they were driving to New York to visit their brother who just had a baby. And so they were doing this cross-country trip. Now, they live in California, and they're like, hey, we're going to be driving through. You want to meet up for dinner or something? And I'm like, uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. I love meeting people that I don't know who they, you know what I mean? Like, right. I know them, but I've never met them in Like person, internet friends or something. Yes. And there's a few that I'm looking forward to meeting one day. But when the when the opportunity presents itself, you don't say no, because you don't want to be the creepy person. It's like, no, I only want to know you online. You know? <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we met up uh, last Friday. We met up on Friday. And uh, we had a meal at a really great little restaurant out on the patio. It was a beautiful day. And we talked for a couple of hours. And they were wonderful people, super funny, exactly how I expected them to be. And then it was time to walk them out because they were going home from Sacramento. They were going home. And so we called it an early night. I'm like, okay, well, so great meeting you. Hugged them and, you know, saw them get into their car. And I'm getting ready to go, bye, it was so great meeting you, right? So I take a big breath. And I'm going, <laughs> and I don't think they heard me, but I'm all, and I'm trying to say it. And Daryl's like, what's the matter? I'm like, I think I ate a bug. And he's like, you ate a bug? And I'm like, I can feel the wings on my tongue. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, spit it out. I'm like, I can't. It's already halfway down my throat. So I'm coughing so hard. And of course, we had had, you know, we had a cocktail and we had like three glasses of water. So I had to pee too. Yeah. So I'm literally standing in the parking lot, choking on a bug with wings, crossing my legs because I'm coughing so hard. I'm starting to pee my pants. Oh, I hate that. And I'm standing there going, and then and I'm laughing too because I'm like, I think I ate a bug. And he's like, Oh my god. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, and he's like, What's going on? Because I'm coughing and laughing at the same time, and my legs are completely crossed like an X. And he said, What is going on? I'm like, I peed my pants, and I'm coughing and everything. It was such a clusterfuck. I could not believe it. I get in the car and I'm still coughing and it's like I can feel the thing in the back of my throat. And he and he's like, we don't have any water. We just cleaned the car out. I was like, what are we going to do? Like, hurry up and get home so I can swallow this bug and hope. And he goes, well, maybe you didn't swallow a bug. Maybe it was pollen or something. I'm like, it's burning my throat. I know it's a bug. Let's just hope it wasn't poisonous. (laughs) Jeez. It was huge. I'm just hoping that they were so ready to get to their hotel that they just didn't see a thing. Right. Oh, God. God, how funny. It's like my one final big gesture of goodbye. It was great seeing you. It was like... Is she peeing? What's going on? What happened to to her? She choked. God, I told you she was weird. (laughs) You know what? That is the one that is the one drawback of meeting people that you only knew through, you know, digital Internet. Right. Is you're like, what did they think of me? You'll never know. You will never know. And what's the only thing that's comforting is that everybody's thinking it. It's not just one of you. All of you are thinking, what if they thought we were weird or, you know. 
whatever, you know, I told Daryl, I'm like, do you think they like me? He goes, well, yeah. And I go, how do you know? Did you, could you tell? Did they give each other the look like, oh my God, you know, did they roll their eyes and I didn't notice? And he's like, no, nothing. And I said, okay. Was it like a brother and sister or? Yeah, they're brothers. They're brother and sister. What's really cool, why I really like them. There's three brothers and the sister and the sister's the baby of the family. And they're all super close like we are. Super duper close. They actually started playing video games together. And then what happens is, you know, you fall in love, get married, have kids, and then suddenly that that's not what you guys do as a group anymore. So there's two left, and, you know, someday that'll change too. But uh, it was really great meeting them, and I'm looking forward to meeting, you know, more someday. But yeah. everybody lives all over the country, so it's not that easy. I've, you know, I'm not going to fly all over the land looking for people that I've played video games with. I want to go to Iowa and meet some of our friends there. I do, too. And it was funny. They actually, we, I have some friends that I play with there in Ohio. And uh, I asked them, I go, how was that? She goes, it's so fun. She goes, I could absolutely live in Ohio. She said, the people are so friendly. And it's a really down-to-earth place. And I said, I've heard that about Iowa as well. And I would love to go and, and, and see people in Iowa as well. I'm with you. They seem so friendly. And everything is like, you know, not that far, like Mm-mm. the states, I mean. So, right, right. Like, I think our friend Tracy's in Nebraska, <laughs> which is really is the next, the next state over from Iowa. Oh my God, I love so Tracy. <laughs> we could, like, you know, do a conglomerate. Trip. I know. So. I know. Oh, it was funny. Okay, so I don't know who wins. I think you win because oh, okay. you, I wasn't anytime sure. you introduce urine into the oh uh, my gosh and a bug and a bug yeah. into the uh, situation definitely <laughs> is cause for it. So I'll give you fifteen thousand. Oh wow, that's impressive. I was going to give you about ten. But anyway, so it's funny. Oh, on a, on an end note on our mom's conversation because I really didn't get to tell you because we did talk about the East Area Rapist, but last night I was at we were sitting at dinner and Daryl goes, "So what did you and your mom talk about for three hours?" I'm like, racism. Um, the children. He's like, wait a minute, racism. racism? He goes, yeah. I go. Luckily, we're you know we're on the same page. He goes, there's only two pages when it comes to <laughs> racism. He goes, you either are or you aren't. And there's I said, no, no gray no. area. <laughs> yeah, there's no gray area with racism. I'm like, well, we're on the good side. We're on the page where we're not racist. I said, no, we were just talking about you know things that had occurred. And what's funny is we were raised in a very conservative Christian home. Except that our mom is a bleeding heart liberal. And so it's, it's, she's such a conundrum that I love it. That's why I love it. Cause she's so like at odds with herself when it comes to stuff. So it makes me laugh. But she anyway, is. yeah. Yeah. So it always makes for interesting discussions. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody, for joining us this Sunday or whatever day it is that you're listening. We appreciate that. (laughs) Happy day. Happy day. We encourage you to visit our ugly mall and click on our Amazon site and or our Avon site and do some shopping. It's a good way to support the show and we can always use the support. Oh, and uh, by the way, speaking of our website, um, we're going to we're going to be updating it. Oh, Okay. We're going to do a little bit of a pretty update. So it's a little bit easier to to find stuff, like all of our social media. And um, just it's just going to look cuter. So cuter. I'm looking, we're looking forward to it. Good. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to contact us uh, via our social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, send us your 
ugly and awkward moments. We always enjoy reading those. And uh, if we do get one, we usually read it on the air uh, on Wednesdays. So we look forward to that. Actually, we have issued a rally cry for Mother's Day themed or mother themed ugly and awkward moments. And we've already received several. Oh, so good. please send them in because if, if we get a ton, we're just going to read them all. They're awesome. Keep on uh, sending in those uh, mom, child, Mother's Day type stories. Send them in. So other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week and we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.